everybody. Welcome back to Top Bins with Twins. This is Luke here. And Paul. Hey, Paul. How are you doing today? Mm, I'm all right. I'm all right. Okay, so Paul doesn't know about this little segment we're going to intro this episode with, but I came up with the idea where we're going to do Paul's story time, and he's going to go over a brief little story from the weekend. What? That is related to um, his view over on soccer and an interaction he had with someone over the weekend. Remember, PG version. <laughs> this is so difficult. <laughs> um. So I had one of my good friends in town, and we went out, and we had a great time with one of my other roommates, and we're waiting for an Uber at the end of the night. And as one does, we're just hanging out, sitting there waiting for the Uber. And this pretentious English Er. man starts um, talking to us. And he starts going on and on and on about how he's a retired footballer and all this crap that he was saying. (laughs) And he said that he put Cess Fabregas in his pocket when he played for QPR and I proceeded at that moment to tell him that he was full of crap. <laughs> and he kept talking about this. And I was like, send me a link, buddy, and I'll believe it. And he never sent me the link. And I and mocked his English accent for about that was 20 seconds. a wrap on Paul's weekend. <laughs> but I thought it would be a good little story for him to There's share. There's so many other things I wanted to say, but I did not. <laughs> yes, Paul, that was, I think that was probably the G-rated version. So thank you for doing that. I I think our listeners are going to really enjoy the story. That was that was a good, good idea. It also kind of offers a little insight into Paul as well, um, so you guys can get to know one of our hosts a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, Paul, I'm going to pass it back over to you to do a little overview of the matches this weekend. All right, yeah, we had, um, honestly, a pretty eventful weekend. There were some games that really surprised us. I'd say, especially... West Ham scoring four against Nottingham Forest, who's looked pretty good in the back, and they leaked four goals. We had Leeds taking a crucial three points against Southampton. Much, much needed for Leeds. With the same week, Everton drops points, and also Bournemouth dropping points to Leeds. um, An important win for them. We also had Fulham Wolves tie Liverpool Crystal Palace tie, which for FPL owners on the double, seeing... A clean sheet from Liverpool defenders, but also no returns from goal-scoring players. I, Whenever Mo Salah hit the crossbar, mm-hmm. I think a little part of me kind of died inside. But I'm, I didn't mm-hmm. caption him, so it's not nearly as bad yeah. as it would have been. And then we also had Chelsea not scoring again, losing 2-0 to Spurs. It was wonderful to see that little Harry Kane tap in at the back post. It's yeah. such a Harry Kane goal. He's just, he was in the exact right spot. Yeah, somebody that was... Um, trying to decide which Spurs defender to bring in. Bringing in um, Ben Davies instead of Eric Dyer really doesn't feel great right now, but we ride next week. And then there's also Arsenal also pulled off three points against Leicester. So that's about that was about it for the week. It was a good weekend of soccer. Yeah, and we also need to highlight as well that there are still two more matches to go for the rest of this game week. Um, on Wednesday, March 1st, we have Arsenal and Everton playing at 245 at the Emirates. Um, and then we have Liverpool and Wolves playing at 3 p.m. 15 minutes later. Um, so that will be pretty big for a lot of people. I think a lot of um, FPL owners went in pretty um, strongly on these doubles. So 
we'll see how it plays out. There could be some pretty big point swings um, at the end of this after these two matches. Yeah, hopefully um, we're hoping for big FPL returns from the Arsenal players and Liverpool attackers too for both of us respectively for different players, I'd say. I agree. I agree. Um, it was all around a good weekend of football. I think we enjoyed watching these matches. Um, and I think we're, like Paul said, hoping for big returns from these two two remaining games for the rest of the week. So I think we'll take a little break here um, and then come back and kind of highlight um, how our teams went and do a little bit of red arrow, green arrow. Yeah, red arrow, green arrow. Here we go. <laughs> All right, welcome back to one of our new favorite segments, Red Arrow, Green Arrow. And if you all remember last week, Luke had to do a little punishment because he had a Red Arrow. And I think McDonald's sales went up pretty significantly. Yeah, I, I think um, their stock price went up. So They asked me to consult for a bit, but I just I can't commit to it. You know, so It's anyways, a short-term fling. Anyways, um, so this week, due to the nature of the double game week, we're not going to actually do any punishments live for you. Says the person with the red arrow. Eh, let me get there. <laughs> let me get there. So what we're going to do is next week, whenever we record our podcast, if I end up with, say, a red arrow this week and a green arrow next week, then I'll do one punishment. If I end up with two red arrows, then I'll do two punishments. Or if I end up with two green arrows, I won't do any punishments. And same thing goes for Luke. Right. Makes sense? Yeah, it does. Okay, so... In saying that, currently this week I am on a red arrow before the last two games of the week, and hopefully that changes for me. How many points are you at? I'm currently sitting at 45 points this week. Okay. Do you want to kind of go over how your team performed up to this point? Yeah, I can do that for you. So this week um, I had two Liverpool assets in the back, and they both performed pretty well, which Robertson got his traditional yellow card, which he loves to get at the end of games and just... Screw over his FPL owners. Thank you, sir. And then there's also Zinchenko, who got me seven points at the back. Um, Saka, who is my captain this week, got three points, so he's sitting at six for me. Chelsea, of course, um, did not keep a clean sheet, so Keppa was not much help to me. Darwin not playing, and then Ketia not starting also really hurt me. So yeah. it just has not been a great FPL week. But, you know, we'll see what happens in the midweek games. We will see. Yeah, I think there's definitely a good sense for optimism there. I think with the rotation, you'll probably see Inketia come back in. This might be one of the last nailed-on chances for him to start with Gabriel coming back pretty soon. So it would be nice to see him get that opportunity to start again, even though Martinelli did get a goal um, yeah. playing as like yeah. that kind of striker number nine role. Inketia is for sure a depreciating asset right now. It, it really does feel like that. I agree. Um, yeah. but is that kind of it for you to wrap up for your week, Paul? Yeah, that's that. there really wasn't okay. much going on. So um, this week, as you can tell, by the way, Paul focused on his red arrow. He didn't bring up mine because I do have a green arrow this week. Um, I'm sitting on 51 points with two games left to go, um, and my main contributors for the week were Ben White and um, Gabriel with Arsenal, both of them getting a clean sheet, and then Gabriel bringing in the three bonus points, which was huge. That's massive. Um, he actually almost ended up scoring in this match again. So that would have been an insane haul if he would have scored a goal. Um, that would have been great for my team. Yeah, that probably would have. He may have been the highest scorer th this week, right? Yeah, he would have, I think so. With a goal. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and then I had the other three on my back line, Ward, Bueno, and Tarkowski, all three of them blanking. Um, and then in the midfield, I had Gibbs White, Salah, and Kulisevsky, all three blanking. But luckily, you know, I captain Salah, so he's up to a whopping six points, although he did blank as well. Got the clean sheet bonus. And then up top, I have Holland and Kane. Um, so that that Kane goal really helped out a lot. Um, yeah. Kind of added to my overall rank a lot. And a lot of people transferred him out going into this game week so they could get to Darwin. Uh, and that was a big differential for me for this week. That really, really helped a lot. And mm-hmm. watching the match, I felt like that Kane was going to get his opportunity, but I kept getting later and later into the match. And I kept I was pretty worried. At that point. And luckily, he came through. Luckily and then the ball just goal. falls right to him at the back post. I'm telling you, it's how it's much a how much can you ask for there? I mean, it is a hairy angle. He's just in the right spot at the right time. Yeah, I, I he he does have that goal score knack for just being in the right place. You know, just as Winston Bishop said, just be there. And Harry Kane lives by that motto. He was just there. That was nice. That was thank nice. You, thank you. Um, so that's pretty much my the rest of my week. Um, I'll be looking forward to seeing how these midweek games go. Um, hopefully Salah. You mean Darwin? Darwin nope. hat trick? Nope. I am talking about Mo Salah, the Egyptian. Hopefully he can come out, get a nice return, um, contribute some, make the transfer worthwhile, and I... And kind of, you know, make sure that I'm not missing out too much for making that transfer. Um, and I'd love to see Sokka get a goal contribution at, at least. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of... Same here, dude. You know, Boost that captaincy. Boost that captaincy and kind of make up for some of those points that Holland got as well. So I'm, I'm just... I, I do need to highlight, going into the week, right before the deadline, I was on the edge of almost triple, triple captaining Sokka. And I decided not to. So as of now, I'm really, really happy with that decision not to triple count mm-hmm. them. That's a good decision. Yeah. Um, that might honestly be a good chance for us to kind of pivot into one of the topics we wanted to talk about, which is chip usage. Um, do you have any thoughts on that, Paul? How, what do you think you're going to do with your chips at the moment? Um, I think just kind of looking at, um, I got Ben Krellen's schedule pulled up for all the doubles, blinks, everything going up to week 34. Right. They're the most likely week probably to use one of your chips most strategically would probably be twenty nine, just to been just because of the amount of doubles and everybody else is playing that week. Right. So I mean that that makes it really enticing to use, but even in that week there's there's n I think probably the best double out there is maybe Brighton. It's Brighton, I think. But at the same time, I think I mean Nottingham Force has Wolves Nottingham and Force Leeds, has a really good one. Which I mean, that's a, that's a big, 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 big ass to triple I, captain a player or at anything it, like that. I also really like Villa's run, right? So next week they've got Crystal Palace, West Ham, Bournemouth. They played Chelsea and Leicester. Mm-hmm. Um, both Chelsea definitely is struggling big time, um, and. Lester, you know, you just don't know what you're going to get from week to week. So I think that that is an interesting shout to maybe target them and get some players in. They yeah. also don't blink, blink in 28, which is really important. Yeah, no, um, I, I would agree. Um, I think something I've thought about a little bit 
is captaining Tony in possibly 27. Triple captaining him, I mean to say. Triple captain. Okay, so mm-hmm. you think that that's I mean, going to be a good matchup for the Everton and Southampton, both away. Um, I could... I don't know. I think that Daesh has set up Everton to where they're going to be pretty hard to score against. Um, so, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. We'll see. I think... It's honestly, an idea. It's an idea, I think. It's a possibility. How, I think watching how Brentford play against Fulham the week before would be a good indicator for if you want to do that or not. You know, this is um, a long shot for everybody out there, but because of Chelsea's goal-scoring drought, but in that double, when they play Villa and Liverpool in 29, if somehow they can find goals between and then sometime in the next three weeks before that double, they're, that those that those both could be high-scoring games against Villa and Liverpool. They could be, but I it's, think it's the question it's there, too, shot. is say they start scoring goals, I don't even know if it's going to consistently be the same person. Jao Felix is probably the predominant person, you mm-hmm. would assume, but... I still don't think it's nailed on that he's going to be performing to the level of where it's worthy of a triple captain. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a long shot. I mean, the I think one of the main things is, for me, looking at chip usage, in 29, I think that's a great time to probably use your bench boost. Yeah, I, I've seen that, but you also have 34 at the end, too, that looks like it's going to be set up for a lot of doubles. Um, and I, I think even 37, there's possibility of some doubles in 37 as well. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I'm considering possibly doing is I don't really want to use my free hit for 28. I think there's going to be a lot of players that are using the free hit for 28 because there's a lot of know, blanks. There's a lot of blanks, but also a lot of the popular teams are blanking as well. So you have united blanking you have newcastle's actually playing so that's someone i'm kind of looking at maybe getting some players in but then and it also needs to be noted as well that with the fa cup matches coming up tuesday and wednesday this week that is going to kind of provide the context for us to really understand where chip usage needs to go yeah Um, so we kind of need to keep that in mind too that making a decision right now at this moment is going to be pretty rash, especially if you're making transfers, planning out for the next two, three, four weeks. Yeah, everybody. Um, I think one of the main things is just keep your eye on Ben Crellin's Twitter feed yeah, and his and his updated stats because he um he makes it a lot easier for you out there. Mm-hmm. He he does a good job of that. Um, and he's he's very informed. Obviously, a very experienced player with FPL. Um, someone that's a really good follow on Twitter. Um, so also want to. Say thank you for all the information that he provides openly to everyone. It's pretty pretty cool that he does that for free. Yeah, absolutely. Well, is there anything else you want to add to this, Luke? Um, I think that my wild card is something that obviously I think I see the wild card as probably maybe the most powerful chip in the game. You know, the most reliable. Yeah. You can completely shift your team to a different perspective, different teams, prioritize different players without taking a hit and that that is a huge huge power um within this game so i'm going to try to be very selective about my wild card and i kind of see myself maybe maybe using that like 34 so that would give me 34 35 36 37 38. you know i that gives me a solid run where i can maximize and really kind of target some teams that i'm really 
kind of wanting to focus upon for that last stretch run of the Premier League for the season. See, in my head, Luke, I almost think 34 is too late to use the wild card. Why do you say that? I don't – to me, I think, um, like, maybe in my head, I'm thinking prepare for 29, get to 29, and then wild card after 29 to a place where – in 34, I could play my free hit after the wild card. Or set up for a triple captain in that 34 week. Okay. I, I see what you're saying there. I just... I will it just, it just kind of depends on how you want to play it, really. It does. And it's, it's all about your perspective. It's about how your team's set up as well. Um, I, I really like my team at the moment. I'm very worried about 28. I think there's a possibility where I get out maybe seven or eight players and I might be okay with that just because I want to hold on to that free hit for later on in the season. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll discuss it more as the weeks go on. I think both of us probably don't have a um, solid strategy right now. Yeah. And I I think so it's, it's fluid. Like Luke said, we got to watch the um, FA cup matches. So exactly. So Thursday, Friday, I'll definitely be sitting down, jotting down my ideas and really figuring out where I want to go with this because that's going to help big time. Yeah. Everybody just be aware of that. Um, like you said, keep track of Ben Carlin's Twitter feed. And let us know if you need any advice because, I mean, we're we're on Twitter. We're active. So, Yeah, we'd love to help you guys out. I think we're going to be getting an Instagram page ro- rolling pretty soon in the near future. Um, so be looking out for more content coming from that as well. Yeah, well, we'll move on to the next segment then. All right, everybody, welcome back. We're going to dive into our next segment, Buy or Sell. And if you all didn't know... We've been doing our technical analysis. We've been looking at the charts. We've been diving into the numbers. And we're going to tell you which assets we love and which assets we're ready to sell. You got that right. Go ahead. Do you have a first pick for us, Paul? Okay. So do you want to start with buy or sells this week? Um, let's go ahead and start with players that we would like to sell. Okay. Um, number one for me this week, I got to get rid of one of these Liverpool defenders. Okay, which one are you thinking? I'm thinking Andy Robertson. Okay, why is that the accumulation of yellows that have frustrated you, or just Liverpool in general? I think the yellows, but also just not trusting Liverpool's defense. And as we saw last week, Trent has the ability, unless um, Jordan Henderson runs his big head into a free kick, to get results for for me as an FPL owner. That's true. And last week would have been perfect. Like the last against Crystal Palace, if he if Trent hits that free kick, which looks like it's going on frame from the angle, if that goes in, Liverpool wins. Trent gets bonus points, and my week is completely different. And it's also possible Crystal Palace have to come out more, mm-hmm. be more aggressive, and then maybe another goal. So I would have loved that as well too, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Trent had a pretty decent week with six points for me, but. He makes that free kick, and we're talking he's probably above 12 points at least as, as a return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, a good point. I mean, I'm probably going to keep him. Andy Robertson's out the door. What What do you think, Luke? What is your um, – So I, I've, little, I've got a big one that I think is a big sell um, that's probably going to impact a lot of people and um, might be a little questionable for some people. Let's hear it. But I think – that maybe the best sell as of now is probably from my I think it's any Liverpool attacking asset. So a lot of people brought in Darwin Nunez. A mm-hmm. lot of people brought in Mo Salah. I did. Um, yes, yes, you did. 
and they have got a double in 29, but they're probably possibly going to blink in 28. So I'm not quite that excited by their performance. Um, this weekend, they did have an XG of 1.35 um, cumulatively as a team. So I, I think that, you know, the goals are possibly there, but the returns that you can get from somewhere else, such as Rashford or mm-hmm. um, maybe some Brighton assets that have multiple doubles coming up in the future, I think it might be good to kind of move on from those Liverpool assets. Yeah, it's just spotty. I mean, they what they they had the game against Bournemouth earlier this year where they scored nine goals, and then they also go through runs where they don't get returns at all. So I mean, we're you're rolling the dice right now if you have a Liverpool asset this season. That just is what it is. You are, you are, and I think that you know it's. If some people are committed to it, Liverpool could turn it on and really make a run near the end of the season here. Um, and, you know, maybe look like that take is a little outdated and misguided. But I really do think that there are some better assets out there that um, can kind of be a better allocation for funds. Yeah. Um, so we'll move on to the last sell of the week. And this one, personally, I'm a little disappointed by this, by this player as I've held him. And that's Eddie and Ketia. He's had some good weeks for me, but he's also had some weeks where I'm like, dude, you could have had a 15-point haul, and you just don't have the, clini- the clinical nature to finish it, which, yeah, I mean, there, there's a reason why he Arsenal really wanted to go after somebody this year to be the focal point of their attack, because I think honestly, I think Eddie could start for a lot of other Premier League teams, but I, there's just there's just something in the clinical nature of his game that's just lacking at this point? Clinical, yes, but also I think his ability to link up with other attackers such as Martinelli or Saka um, is just not quite there at the level that it is for um, for Jesus because you see him, he, he and Martinelli have such a great chemistry together. They mm-hmm. link up insanely well. He'll drop deep. Martinelli will slide in behind. They it, Honestly, they just... It's chaos, and a back line really struggles to deal with them yeah. um, with their pace and their technical ability combined together. So I think Niketia is definitely a really good performer, but just not quite at that level yet. You know, he's not at that world-class level that Jesus is, who's been through it, and he, he knows how to win. He is a certified winner after his time at City um, and, you know, playing for Brazil as well. So mm-hmm. um, I think that while he is he's a great young player, he just might not completely be up to that level that Arsenal. Yeah, I, I think like like I said earlier in the podcast, at this point he's just kind of a depreciating asset. We know he is. Sometime soon he's going to be out, so I'm probably going to move on to somebody different this week. Would be my guess. Yeah, that that's probably a good call. Um, so do we want to move on to the three buys of the week? Yeah, go ahead. You start off, Luke. Um, so the buy of the week that I want to highlight first. That I think might be the best return for um, based upon the last two weeks or so. And that's going to be Emerson Royale. He has kind of looked like a different player since um, Pedro Porro got brought in. He's really kind of stepped up his game. Um, he's playing insanely well. He's got uh, two weeks ago in game week 24, he got a whopping 15 pointer um, against West Ham. And then this week against um, Chelsea, he had a really solid seven-pointer. And he, at the start of the half, he had a chance right before Skip scored his goal um, for him to, you know, take Tottenham ahead 1-0. He basically had a one-on-one with Kepa and just couldn't finish. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. So he's in the right positions. He's 2.6% owned at this point, and Tottenham have a really, really solid run of about six fixtures in a row. Um, the only concern is that they're definitely, almost definitely going to blink in 28. So that's something you would have to worry about. But I think he is a great, great asset, uh, even ahead of Eric Dyer, who was one of the top performers this week with 12 points in the week. Yeah, um, I think the Tottenham wingbacks are. They've I think they've all kind of gone gone on runs. You know, I've I've owned a couple of assets of them throughout the whole season, and they will get your returns because they will play high and they will be all over the place. But some with Tottenham, you just they go they've gone through a lot of spurts this season. You know, mm-hmm. so you just gotta find the right one. That's very true. Find the, just very time true. just try to try to time it right. I mean. Which, as we know, it's very hard to do. But So, do you want me to go ahead and do the second buy of the week? Or do you have someone in mind for yourself? No, I actually do have somebody in mind. Okay, which go ahead. We might end up doing more than three this week. That's fine. That's, I think we can, we can break the rules a little bit. We are the rule makers. That's so. true. So, my big buy of the week is Ivan Tony. Okay, okay. And that is because I, I think we need we just need to go ahead and start setting up, especially with the layout of my team the way it is right now. I need to start setting up for the double game weeks that Brentford has. Mm-hmm. And bringing him this week just fits my team a lot. And I actually have a setup where I could bring in Harry Kane also alongside him and have a front three of Tony, Holland, and Kane, which I really like that the thought of that a lot because it's just consistent points for me. Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. I yeah. like that. Um, what about you, Luke? What's your next? What's your next? So picture? my next one is a bit of a speculative buy. Um, if I okay. if I were on the street marketing this one, you'd probably see me as a you know financial Twitter guru who's charging people for their subscribers. Would you say it's a penny stock? Uh, maybe it's very speculative, but okay. I think the value of this asset is already very high, and the va- and the asset I'm talking about is Phil Foden. Oh, I you, think that you you like to be hurt, don't you? I do like the pain. The suffering is necessary, <laughs> but yeah. okay. So I think Phil Foden is a very interesting asset um, with City. You always are going to have to ride that pep roulette. You never know what's going to happen. He picks his starting eleven, you know, weekly, probably by the toss of a coin. You never know he's going to pick. But if you're looking for a really nice differential in a side that's going to score a lot of goals throughout the rest of the season. I think Phil Foden would be an excellent choice. Primarily the reason why I think this is because it seems like Grealish and Mares are going to be his choice starters on the wings. And I think they're going to play all the Champions League matches. This is the way I see this playing out. So you're seeing rotation in the squad. and I see rotation, and I think Pep is going to kind of not disregard the Premier League. But he's openly stated that Champions League is his priority. Which, I mean, they have a tricky second leg fixture coming up. They do. They're playing at the Etihad, so that does help. Or should I say Empty Had? Empty Had. (laughs) But I I think, you know, Foden had a goal and assist this week um, with an XG of 0.5. Expected assist of 1.09. You know, he he is in those really good positions. And I really think that he and Holland can develop their relationship to the point of where, you know, they, they're they benefiting each other more so than they were in the past, where there were scenarios where Foden wasn't squaring the ball to Holland whenever he was wide open in front of the net. Like, the, 
those are the issues that I believe they'll figure out and really kind of help um, positively impact each other. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it for a while there, I mean, um, Foden and Holland were both, they were playing extremely well together and then kind of after the World Cup, well, I, something I, happened with Foden and he just fell off. Yeah, he hasn't been playing. I think there were some things behind there the had, scenes. There had possibly. to be something behind the scenes. We're not going to speculate anything. I haven't heard anything. But I don't know anything, but... I I do kind of want to push back on the idea that they played well together in the beginning of the year. I really don't know that they did. Well, what I was saying is they kind of figured it out as it went on. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it definitely got better because at the very beginning of the year, there were a couple of very questionable choices on primarily Foden's part. Um, And I think that's probably why we see this cumulative um, downfall of Foden a little bit as an FPL asset. And I think if you can get back in early on, it could be a great differential for you to use for FPL. Yeah, that's that's not a bad shout. Mm-hmm. Well, I think. Um, do you want to do another bye week? I think that's that's about all I have. But um, I think you know this is going to be a very obvious choice. But I think Danny Ings is a really interesting choice. Yeah, for his price um, point. Playing with Villa, he. My my worry was that Antonio was going to get more time than him, but it seems like with Ings starting this past week and getting two goals. And he had a couple other really good chances as well. I think he's going to be a really good asset for them. Um, sorry, not Aston Villa. Sorry, he's playing for West Ham now. I, yeah. That was that was a slip up there on my, my bad. Um, but I think he, he could be a really good asset to own. You see, West Ham's going to be pushing to get out of that relegation fight that they're in. And he could be really key to that push that they're going to make. So I think he's a very, very interesting asset going forward. Um Maybe someone to put on a watch list and keep an eye on. Um, mm-hmm. See if he can keep his level. If he gets another goal or assist next week, I'll be very interested in bringing him in. Yeah, let's um, let's see if the West Ham four-goal explosion will lead to a little turnaround in their season. Hopefully yeah, it will. For an FPL perspective, there's a lot of interesting assets on that West Ham team. Talk about momentum goals. Like It was just... Yeah. One after another. And Wasn't the Rice. first one in like the 72nd minute? Yeah. Around they, the 70th? They scored about five in the span. Sorry, Four. they scored about three predominantly in the span of about five to six minutes. But Declan Rice's last goal, that was the epitome of a momentum goal that just, you know, he's feeling good. He's bouncing around the pitch and just hits a ball really cleanly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was good to see for them. Um and, yeah, keep an eye on Danny Ings. I think it could be a really good asset going forward. Yeah, well, we'll wrap this segment up, and we'll head to our next one here in one minute, okay? All right, everybody, welcome back. We're going to um, do a quick little segment and then wrap on the week for you. And so in this segment, what we're going to do is we're going to have Luke try to guess the five most transferred in players for this coming game week of game week 26. Bring it on. And so... Um, Luke, what do you think? Um, okay, so I think a lot of people are going to be targeting Brentford and probably Brighton assets over the next couple of weeks because mm-hmm. they both double two weeks in a row. So you've got four matches in the span of three weeks. It's a shame that they blink. Honestly. Yeah, the blinks really um, throw a wrench in there. But Yeah, but okay, so top transferred in assets. I think in the top five... I think Danny Ings might be in the top five. Um, but I do know, I do really feel like 
Ivan Tony is going to be the top three. That is cor- the Ivan Tony prediction is correct there, sir. Okay, um, and then let's think. Um, Emerson Royale is probably top five. Uh, Dang. Okay, people are not on the same wavelength as me at the moment. I guess. Uh, um, maybe. Oh, Harry Kane might be. Uh, Damn. Okay, I'm really struggling with this right now. Um, Your initial assessment was correct. I'm just telling you. Matoma with Brighton. That's that's warmer, but wrong. Oh, okay. Are you saying go back to Danny Ings? No, I'm not. Okay, so another Brighton asset. Yes. Maybe. Is it going to be McAllister? Nope. Okay, Sully Marsh. No. You're, um, oh, a Stupinen. There you go. There okay. you go. So is he ranked second, first? What is he? He is fourth, and you got Tony, who is first. Tony was first. So okay. you need second, third, and fifth. Um, Let's think. Which of the two teams you originally mentioned, one of the three players you're missing is from one of those teams. And that's all I'm saying. Um, One of the first three teams that I mentioned, so it's got to be one of those three. One of the two teams that were... Oh, that are blanking. Um, another Brentford asset? Yes. There you go. Is it David Raya, the goalkeeper? It is not a goalkeeper. Is it a defender named Ben Mee? You got it. He All is right. number five on our list, so you okay. need number two and number three. Oh, man. Um, Honestly, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Number two is really a surprise to me because I feel like this guy was already at peak demand. So I'm really surprised. Uh, is it Saka? Um, no, but you're um, close. Are, am, I, am I on the right team? Is Wrong it team. It? Wrong team. But they, this guy's been in very oh, good form. Is it? Oh, Marcus Rashford. There you go. Oh, that's yeah. I think that comes from the Cup final, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, which, but United won. Congrats to them. Yeah. Uh, okay, so number three. One last asset to name. I've really kind of struggled with this. I thought I'd be doing better. Um, give me a hint. What kind of... Um, you talked about this team earlier. You mentioned... Um, actually, you didn't talk about this team earlier. Uh, let me... Th- how, how can I give you a hint? This guy's English. Okay. Um, he... Is... He's had he's had pretty good form lately. Some people took a shout on him last week and this week, and it worked out pretty well for them. Is it Ollie Watkins? It is. Ha-ha-ha. Look at you go, smart, yeah, smart I, cat. I shouldn't have thought about that because he he is a good ass. I mean, five goals mm-hmm. in five. That's not a bad return at all. Yeah, I mean, you got you got all five correct. So good job, Luke. Yeah, and at that price point, love that too. So yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that'll that'll end that segment for us. But Paul, do you have any closing thoughts for us to wrap up this episode? Um, just everybody, like we like we talked about when we were talking about chip usage and everything, just be aware of where we're at in FPL and um, the layout of games going forward, and when we want to use all those chips we have because that's really going to help us in our mini leagues to make up ground. Also, be aware of the blanks because that if you if you're not looking forward, you're going to fall fall into a deep pit where you're not going to be able to get out of it without wild guarding and you want to keep that in your back pocket for when you really want to use it. So just be aware and 
like I said earlier, if you have any questions, reach out to us on Twitter. We're active. Yeah, please do. At our at our handle is at Top Ben Twins. Um, as Paul said, be sure to reach out to us. Um, we're more than happy to help out. Um, you know, even if you have some advice, you know, shoot it our way. We're definitely definitely open to that as well. So um, I think that'll conclude this episode. We wish you all a great rest of your week and look forward to hearing from you and talking with you next week. Peace, everybody. Thank you.